everyone, and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. We are, uh, amazingly, episode 62 of the show. Uh, and yeah, just super pleased that you can join us. And we've got a special show today where Dave and I are going to uh, tell you all about our track 100 mile experience, which is now two weeks two weeks gone. Um, we've had quite a, quite a long time to kind of process everything. And uh, I'm pleased, as always, to be joined by, by my lovely co-host, Dave Harvey, who comes back from the track with an incredible just over 17 hours. Dave, welcome, man. Hello. Hello. Um, oh, so you're sounding a lot more enthusiastic than me at the moment. I must say. <laughs> I'm putting it on, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. been a busy week. Yeah. It's been a busy week. It's I think, I think for week. you and I, yeah, yeah. Life. So uh, it's like this podcast was never actually going to happen, as well, isn't it? Because the last couple of weeks we've been like, right, we'll do it tomorrow, and then tomorrow's yeah. sort of come, and then one of us has gone, ah, oh, bugger. Normally me. <laughs> <laughs> so it is yeah, actually well, a miracle that we've managed to kind of uh, like cross paths in time to do it. I know, I know. Still a little bit of memory there, maybe. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I think it's like been a, it's been a good chunk of time to actually like sit down as well and just kind of process what's gone on and stuff, like like all the thoughts we've had about about the race and how it went. And you've obviously now settled down with that idea, like that you've that you've actually done this, the just over seventeen hours, so you're still sub eighteen time. So yeah, I mean, I, do you know? I don't actually think, Dave. I don't know whether you were the same, but I could have actually even spoken about the track race like a couple even a couple of days few days afterwards because it is a bit of like a it's a bit of a whirlwind isn't it don't you think like when you're there and it kind of all it just happens and then it's done yeah it sort of it just kind of happens didn't it like i hmm, this might not be the most interesting podcast really because we saw like, <laughs> if, you just, if you just go to the race like itself it is just running around the 400 meter track yeah yeah <laughs> You know, when you when you when you strip it down to its bare bones, what you do is you go one way for twelve hours, and then Mark says, "Hey, I'll turn you around," and then you go the other way. Um, but there was so much about that weekend that was a challenge. I mean, the race was, you know, um, now the pain has worn off. I think I might yeah. have enjoyed it, whereas yeah. at, at the time and on the day there was all sorts of emotions. But the the whole kind of like getting there was a mission wasn't it like, it, I was. It, was, it was so far dude it was like so oh. much further than i thought it was we just kept driving yeah, and driving i was like i'm sure this is just like just north of the m25 somewhere and we just drove for like i mean and the traffic was crap as well i mean it was a friday afternoon I mean, so it was supposed to take us two and a half hours wasn't it and it took yeah. probably five something like that yeah <laughs> with, with a good stint just sat on the m25 <laughs> You made me laugh, Dave, because at some point you looked at me and you're like, are, are you going to drive a bit faster? <laughs> are you, are you going to go in the fast lane at some point? <laughs> Dude, I, you know what? I'm, I'm too polite to say, why don't you just fucking go 70 miles an hour, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously notice, because like, I don't like to hang about when I'm driving, but like, like some people just, you know, you drive the way you drive, don't you? Like, you, you drove, yeah. I sat there and just in... You know, being driven as the passenger i can't say anything can i <laughs> yeah i mean that was um yeah I'm, i am i am a particularly slow driver but uh do you know what like that i think when we got to because okay, so let's let's step back a bit so for everyone listening it was this was a this was a track 100 mile race which is 
because th there's different kinds of formats on the track. I think the most common that you find, which people will talk about, are the 24-hour track races where you do um, as many miles as you can in 24 hours, sometimes 12 hours. But this particular event was same format, but it was on the day that the clocks changed. So we had an extra hour and all you had to do was run the 100-mile distance and you were done. So um, for the winner, he, uh, Mark, he ran it in... Uh, was it 15 hours 40 I think it was and and he got to go home and yeah so as soon as you hit the 100 mile distance you you were done or 104 and a half as my watch had or 103 or whatever it was um so so yeah so a lot of the time the, the track formats that the 100 the 100 was they call them track hundreds they they go on for 24 hours and people try and accumulate as many miles as they can but we only had to do the 100 days which was which was I think I was quite grateful for at the end anyway I really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think you could have carried on a bit more? Yeah, I could have. I could have carried on for. I it was. I was quite surprised. So they, at the time, you know, like, um, it obviously hurt, and I wanted to finish. Um, and there's there's always that thing with 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 ultras, isn't there? That if you're in it, if you're in it, if you're 100 miles in a race and longer, 150 miles, 200 miles, you can sit down for a good 10 minutes, 20 minutes, have some food get up and you can you can carry on running yeah as yeah. soon as you've finished you only need to sit down for maybe a minute or so and then your body's like right now i'm in recovery and suddenly moving becomes incredibly difficult so um had, had it been a longer race yes i could have i could have carried on and actually like the pace that i was going was pretty consistent across the across the across the race really it was um, good dude i mean you, you your end well i say your end like your you in the last quarter of the race, Dave, you were, you were amazing. You were just like amazing. You were just coming around and passing me and then passing me. And I was just like, your, your ability to just carry on going and pushing through it was, was amazing. And, and you know, what's really weird. We didn't see each other that much, that much around the track. Did you notice that? No. <laughs> yeah, I did. Were you, I did. were you avoiding me? You bastard. <laughs> I wasn't. I, Cause we started, didn't we? And, you know, um, and within about a couple of, maybe a couple of miles, I, I, I think we ran we ran together for the first like sort of 20 30 minutes didn't we and then i yeah. needed to go to the toilet and it was literally just a pee and then and then you were the other side of the track and then probably for the first marathon we hardly saw each other and then yeah. i went downhill really quickly after that for about a good 10 miles just i was like i'm just struggling and i, I was still running a decent pace but i was just struggling like mentally and and I, I was really dehydrated, so I kept on stop and get water in, and, you know, and then and then changed my plan a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I because uh, you, you, we both had different approaches to it, didn't we? So, yours, I think yours was very much more run for as long as you possibly can, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I always I always prefer that that method. Yeah, it doesn't always get me the good results, but it's uh, yeah, I, I like to do to do it that way. Yeah, so I think you ran for the first what forty miles, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I had like some walk breaks in the forties, just like a couple of laps, a couple of laps walk. So I was feeling good all the way, kind of up until about sixty, and then my my kind of meltdown came after that a little bit with a few bouts of nausea yeah. and stuff. So, but yeah, you were you said to me you were struggling um with uh you know with that kind of like twenty miles plus you were not feeling too great, but I'm glad you kind of pulled it around yeah. and stuff. That was it, it that was, was it was between twenty. Between 26 and 36, I had a real low point. Like 
thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this as you do, because um, your brain, brain plays tricks on you. There's probably a little bit of low blood sugar going on. Um, and yeah. a lot of dehydration because it was a warm day. It was freakishly warm, wasn't it? And it was like, yeah, humid. It was. Um, yeah. And you know, like, I think we, we differ in, in our approach to things because um, I think when a few years back when I did the Thames Path, maybe the second time, and I'd been reading about flat races. And um, people have said, you know, when you're doing these flat races, you've got to walk from the start. And my best times at on a flat race have always been when I've been really conservative with the running, getting in the regular walk breaks and keeping my legs fresh. Okay. Um, so, so I came into this race with like a, a plan of doing sort of eight to 16 laps um, with a one, one or 200 meter walk break in it. Okay. And I did that for the first marathon. So we'll do about four miles and then you know, have some more food and, you know, have have some drink and stuff like that and have, yeah. have a good walk you know go out at about nine minute miles and it seems to be working but that that wasn't working for me when I started to bonk um at 26 miles and you know had like been a consistent pace was going all right chatting to everyone um and then at that 26 mile point it just all went really badly wrong and I'd had a, a like a milkshake a Huel milkshake which I thought would be a good idea because it was (laughs) basically a a full meal in milkshake and and then it it just all all went horrible and now you have another one of those afterwards I I I had a sip at one point okay and and, you know I had also done something rather daft in that I'd seen on x miles that they were doing martin gels at half price which I'd never used before and okay. didn't, I wasn't sure if I was getting on with those properly either. So mm. there was a couple of things that were a bit daft, you know, not having tried fuel before on a run and not having tried Martin, and then it all went pear shaped at 26 miles. But you know that and that was the point that you suddenly started just going past me all the time. <laughs> yeah, because at one point you were like, you were like, yeah. what is your watch saying? I'm sure I was like one or two miles ahead of you. I was like, how did that happen? Because I'm sure I hadn't passed you that many times, but I don't know. Maybe it was the Coros watch. <laughs> Actually, no, we were both wearing Coros this time. Yeah. Did you put yours on chat, track mode? I didn't, but the the um the trace that I got was very very clean, like like as as you'd expect on the track from Coros anyway. Like normally it it pins me to the lane I'm in. Yeah, yeah, because my I I put it on track mode and mine was about was quite literally a hundred point three or something like that so it was almost dead on which of course wow. well impressive considering yeah, i think it, it must have just been the toilet and back a couple of times but it added yeah that's, some that's really impressive yeah because i was um i mean yeah i, I want to kind of step back a little bit and kind of um talk a little bit about the, about the track and kind of like how we set up and stuff so that people kind of understand the format and you never know it might tickle some some curiosity in people to to try one eventually but yeah i mean the it was amazing like running in the in the different lanes how much mileage you can you can accumulate because i started to have a little meltdown when i got to like 19 hours and i'd done i 19 hours and 10 and i'd done the 100 miles and karen wasn't saying to me dan you've got 10 10 laps left which is which is what what was happening during the race so basically Mm -hmm. um for those listening 
you ran round, run, run, round. They were counting the laps you did rather than the distance you had on your watch. They were basically like they said at the beginning, ignore your watch. It doesn't matter whether your watch says you've done around 150 miles or you've done 50 miles. We know how many laps you've done. And they were they would come out of the little little hut that they had and they would shout at you, Dan, Dave, Mark, whoever you were, you've got 10 laps left to go. And that's when you knew you had, I guess, Dave, what, it's like two, two and a half miles. That's two and mm. a half miles left to run. And my watch had hit like 101 and a half miles, and I, and I still wasn't being wasn't being told I had 10 laps left. And I was I was I was I wasn't I was I would never throw my toys out the cot at, at the pram, but it was going on in my head. I was like having a little bit of a meltdown, going, "How long am I going to be here for?" <laughs> it's just like it's amazing. <laughs> like I was just I was really just wanted to cry at that point. Like please stop. And yeah. then when she said I had um, the 10 laps to go, I, I knew I'd get in under the 20 hours for the for the 104 miles, whatever it was. So I had to put I had to put my foot down, and obviously the nice message from Jim Wormsley uh, helped me with that as well, <laughs> which was nice. <coughs> yeah, but yeah, because I I remember right, because um, I'd I'd finished by that point, and um, yep, I'd long ago. For, yeah, so I I I sat down, chatted to Mark and Karen, and had a good laugh, and spoke to some other people, um, and actually like on that note. The, the race that I, I thought I was going to have based on my uh, Mountbatten sense of track experience, I thought I was going to have an absolute shitter. Because really? I did um, 25 miles around the Mountbatten track and I was okay. bored after one lap. I hated it. I was I thought that I was going to pull out the race. I was totally uninspired. There was people sprinting past me and there was just this dickhead running around the track the wrong way for... 12 miles and then right away <laughs> and I just I went there with a really really negative headspace but when I got there and I bumped, bumped into Adrian Martin and had a chat with him I saw Mark and you know said hello saw Karen um and all of these other people Carl Baxter who I've you know seen so many times before at different races and then all of a sudden you you'll rip your tribe and yeah that's it as soon as it started and just chatted I was thought this is going to be absolutely fine like this is going to be great yeah met loads yep. of great people um had some amazing conversations with people ran with alex marshall is it um yeah alex marshall wasn't she amazing she just ran so oh, well she's she's just incredible i've never seen anyone just be metronomic like that just yep. running and running and running like almost probably at the same pace i shared a good few miles with her and had a good laugh and it turns out she's doing the juggle next year so um, good on her. Yeah, she getting some good tra- good training in for that. But she she came in second place, didn't she, in like sixteen thirty nine, which was smashing yeah. time. Yeah, wow. She just showed us all up, didn't she? Yeah, really? yeah, but it's good. It was that kind of like you know, after sitting down when I finished and having chat with everyone, and you know, it, it was just a lovely day out. And, it, and like you said, I think one felt like family. Yeah, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, I was walking back to the car, and um, you said that you were on like a hundred. You were on like ninety-nine miles. I thought, oh, I can't tell him. <laughs> I can't tell yeah. him. That obviously, that I've looked online, and he's still got twelve and a half miles to go, or something like that. Oh, you, oh, you, you saw know, it, you bastard! Something like that. <laughs> and I'd sat in your car for about two hours, I think, or an hour or so, and just yeah. kept on checking on time in Monkey. Like, oh no, because because you thought you were really close, and I just didn't have the heart to say, look, Dan, you've got 
earthquake um, quite a long yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank because you, it, thank you for doing that. It, it might have, it might have just destroyed your hopes, you know. Um, but yeah. you know, I don't know what's worse, knowing or not knowing. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, knowing. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. There were people. There were some. Some of the runners were were asking. Like I think they they were when they were going to the toilet, they were just kind of like stepping in and just checking how many laps they had left to go. Or they were looking online on their phones. So, um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I I would just I just didn't want to know. I think secretly I kind of knew that that I was going to be running because some people were coming in like 105 miles as well, and I I thought, yeah, that's it's it's going to happen, isn't it? I, just, I think I secretly knew, but I just didn't want to accept it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there was a point I remember early earlier in the race, and uh, I, I was having my my shit moment, and she and she had said to me that you were about four miles ahead. And I was like, I thought, how how can that be? That, that can't <laughs> be because you'd have had to pass me like sixteen times. Yeah, before you, yeah, you'd be a mile ahead at most in my head. I thought, mm, yeah, okay. I think it was it wasn't it was never more than that at the beginning. So no, but no, it was no. um. Do you know, Dave? Stepping back a little bit, like when we when we got there as well, because you mentioned earlier that we were turned uh, twelve hours in, and that's that's not normal for a for a twenty four hour track race or a hundred miles around the track. They normally turn you every four to six hours, so you get a good kind yeah. of spread of having to like you know turn and then get a get a like you say a change of scenery, but it's scenery backwards effectively. <laughs> um, but you get uh, you obviously get that you know turning around the corners. Um, you know, a bit of a change there on the body, which, to be fair, like I didn't feel at all, even with the 12 hours, which is how Mark kind of does it in his race. So, so he has a bit of a twist, and he's like, "Yep, you're going to run that way for 12 hours, and then turn for 12 hours, and that was it." So there was no, <laughs> there was no faffing around, was there? It was, I mean, it was, it was nice to turn, and it was, it was also really nice because you know you were turning at the halfway point in time. Which meant yeah. if you were if you had done more than fifty miles, you were you know you, you were going okay, and I think I think most people had had by that time done yeah. you know were in well into the sixties, some seventies and stuff. So um, it felt kind of good that you were on track and you were yeah you were kind of like on your way to a, to a finish, which was great. But I guess I think we, we, um people people started to drop out, Dave. I think about four hours into the run, I think I heard a couple of people drop out. One one said, um, I'm just bored. I, I can't go around this track again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean it's that's gonna happen for some people isn't it and you know i think personally yeah it was really boring in, in a sense but to get through those moments you do end up making like these these mental battles with yourself don't you yeah 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 definitely so you know i'm gonna have a walk in 25 minutes and that's about two and a half miles and then you think that's going to be eight laps or ten laps and then you think oh I've only got nine laps to go or, or you might think oh what am I going to have to eat so I got into like a really good kind of uh habit of doing 25 minutes then grabbing a gel grabbing a bag of mini cheddars and then just walking for most you know most of a lap and just necking that and I'd start yeah. to really look forward to that food and then the mini cheddar started to run out. So I think, oh, I wonder if I can start double dropping gels. <laughs> like I was at some kind of rave with my kilt. <laughs> <laughs> so like started double dropping Martin and goo gels together. And then would be like, whoa, I feel amazing. And then just crack on and end up doing sort of an 8.45 minute mile at mile 80, that kind of thing. So, Jeez, dude. Um, 
you know, you know, with ultras they get boring, and your mind plays tricks on you. But there is a certain like part of the beauty of it is your your ability to focus on something, and I think the track really tests you on that because you're just going to get bored and go insane if you don't try and yeah. focus in some way. Yeah, and stay it's, relaxed. It's very, exactly. It's like it almost feels like a little bit of a pure form. It's like a very clinical kind of run in a way. Because you haven't got the the trails and the the getting lost and the maps and the the aid stations you're trying to get to. It's just very kind of it's a very clean format. Like I part of the part of the thing I enjoyed about it was that you went in with your plan and you stuck to it and that was it. You just you had your yeah. little table there. That that was actually really good, Dave. Like we obviously came like I came with a load of a load of stuff, which is typical of me to kind of rock up with boxes and crates and I mean <laughs> I think I must have had like the poshest stuff there because I had a crate of bloody san pellegrino sparkling mineral water (laughs) (laughs) which but but there were people with like sofas like pull out kind of sofas and stuff that they could climb into which i really was jealous of like in the latest later stages um yeah we had i guess another good thing dave that we haven't mentioned it was we had a we had a good dry day although it was quite damp out like like it was just moist in the air yeah everything got in the day it was so hot in the day, isn't it? And I thought like, yeah. that, that impacted the, the moisture as well. Yeah, for, for sure. No, it was good. But um, but yeah, no, it was it was kind of cool to set up. And you know, we had this this table that we kind of unfolded, and and that sat on the outside lane. So if you imagine the track, it's got the inside kind of grass, the inside couple of lanes, and then everyone was on the on the kind of outside track. Um, people had set up their chairs and blankets, and there were people with dry robes and um. And yeah, so so the, so the table was there. Everything was kind of hip height, so we just could kind of like run in for the first first like I guess first ten hours. We were just basically just running in and grabbing bottles and stuff off the table. So yeah, it was it was really quite good. And there was there was one thing, Dave, through the whole evening that I was so jealous of was your pasta. I wish I had made some pasta. Why didn't you just eat it? You should have said. No, oh, I had about two mouthfuls of that. Like, oh, did no, you? Me, yeah, like you, you should have just tucked in, man. Oh, shit, I should have. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have. Yeah. It was um, yeah. that that was the one thing I kind of wanted, and I think I stuck in the end. I think the main thing I ate was peanut butter and jam sandwiches, which I've I haven't done since my very first ultra in 2016. Yeah. Um, and and they actually went down quite well. And then uh, I had a tin of cold soup, which I just I just cracked open and just poured into my mouth. It was this, It was like a, a cold Scotch broth because <laughs> I just wanted something oh. salty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like like I don't know whether you, I don't know what you did for your like when you ate, but I know you. I saw you, you go into the you go you went across to the table a few times. But my plan was always for as long as I can not to sit down and just take what I was going to eat and then walk while I'm eating. Um, yeah. And that worked. That worked pretty well for me. I think there was a couple of times I sat down. I think in the 70s, I sat down and just got a, a huge wave of horrible nausea come over me. So I just I basically I'm, I'm pretty good now at when I get that. And, and when I start shivering, I'm pretty good at like just pushing myself off the chair and just just walking because you get warm quickly. You, it feels like you're never going to get warm again. It feels like you've it actually does feel like you're so cold that you're not going to be able to continue. But you just as soon as you get going, you're you're fine. Your body heats up pretty well. Do you, do you did you get cold at all or were you OK? No, not at all. I got too hot actually. Um, so I, I kind of stupidly started out wearing a long sleeve black Motley Crew top, and then uh, yes. <laughs> about ten, fifteen miles in, was like, oh, this is way too hot. 
bonked and then put on a real, like a really light t-shirt and I was, at one point I was then asking Karen if they had scissors so that I could rip like cut the sleeves off my t-shirt oh really and was oh thinking, wow yeah and then start to say to people like do you reckon it's okay to take your top off and they're like no one's gonna give a shit mate and I was like but I've got man boobs and a beer belly <laughs> we would have loved it man we would have loved it okay, you know on, on that point of the people and like everyone no, no one would have cared like you mentioned it earlier like the people they were fantastic i mean those first i think the first like like five or six miles where everyone was kind of running around chatting getting to know each other we, we met like another south african lady who was helping one of her club mates who was trying to get through his first hundred miler which he didn't unfortunately on that on that turn but there were just some awesome people there and like sharing the track with um uh actually somebody who's been on the show dave um what's his name ah oh, his name eludes me from sussex trail events oh jason jay jay mccardle, jay McCardle. yeah jay mccardle like when i when i knew he was going to be there i was like oh wow this is great and it was it was so good to, to finally meet him obviously he's come on come onto the show before to tell us about his the races he does like the that um uh shepton mallet prison marathon yeah. which sounds incredible dude we have yeah. to go and do that one day i'd love got to, to go and do that I, I think his genius one was the multi-story car park marathon <laughs> which he doesn't do anymore does he no no i'd love love would love for him to do that again because that's just yeah like right up my street it's eccentric isn't it yeah and he's got he's, i mean they're very much kind of like on the on the lines of the smogathon that we did they're very much like kind of like those kind of races up and down a pier and yeah yeah just um just it was lovely to meet him and then obviously, obviously the legend that is john Steele of the hardmores races yeah he's great isn't he? <laughs> what he, a good um, guy yeah he's awesome i went ran past him at one point and he was like first mince pie of the year and i was like merry christmas john and then um, a few a few laps <laughs> later, he was running around wearing this gold mask, and it must oh, have yeah, been that... midnight. And what was, was that like, about? I have no idea, but it scared the shit out of me when I saw it. <laughs> I like, what, what am I looking at? What is that real? <laughs> <laughs> he actually put this like yeah, just to explain to people, it was like a, I mean, it almost looked like a, a kind of a, a, like a mask that you'd find in China, like a gold mask that went over his face and. I, I just had I, when I when I saw it as well, I was just I had to like double take. I was like, is, actually, is he actually wearing a gold mask? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask him I about think that. He just does it to fuck with people's head. I think. <laughs> well, he did. He certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, John, John's obviously got his own race series, like, and, and probably some more than just the Hardmores races. So a lot, may, many people may have heard of like the Hardmores Hundred and the Hardmores Fifty and stuff. So he he runs those events and. And I think a couple of our guests on the show have um, have run his events as well. And I, I've been up to pace people on there. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, you obviously right. did the you did the two you well you did the two hundred hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Failed miserably so, yeah. in Scarborough. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was good. It was I mean it was legendary. And he he was actually quite humorous because he was one of those guys around the track just like endlessly having conversations with people. He was just always talking. I mean even when when we left he was still. He was going around the track and I think he did like 24 hours in the end and he was still like having massive conversations everyone just loving life and I was yeah good mm. good good guy to have there good good kind of um yeah good 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 guy to chat with yeah and very there, there was a few like you know some of the people that were there have done some epic things like Mark was saying because uh, at the start Mark asked everyone if it was their first hundred 
and then uh, a few people put their hand up and he said well you're in good company and there's some people that have run the three peaks race which he put on earlier this year which was 450 odd miles running between the three peaks you know people going for spartathlon times and you know people that's done all sorts of different races so it was quite nice to be amongst quite a lot of people that I admire you know Andy Person as well who has run the southwest coast path oh yeah maybe 10 days like the guy's a legend um and Andy's one of the guys I didn't actually get to chat with apart from like the occasional hello and how how are you feeling and stuff so it's a shame there, yeah. there were a few people I didn't actually just manage to get a conversation with oddly because you're you're on the track for so long but uh, and um, there was and you, you got you go past people at all different times in their race don't you so you might yeah 10 20 miles ahead of some people and yep. they'll be having a really hard time or they might be really having a good time and you're having a shitter um so when i was bonking at 26 to 36 loads of people going past me kind of like you're right man and i was just like no i'm struggling i'm struggling and then once i got through that and you know after 36 miles the rest of the race i was absolutely fine you know, yeah I, I was like going past people feeling all boisterous and going come on mate you know um, so you got to experience everyone's race lot, like you wouldn't in a normal point to point or, a, you know, like Thames Path or South Downs. Yeah, exactly. Anything like that. That's just because you see people at the start and then that's it. Yeah, that's it. But you you were there very much. I mean, the the winner, Mark Mark Pinder, he was he had he had gone for this event because he was trying to get a Spartathlon auto qualifying time, which which for those listening is. 15 hours and 45 you said you, you've got to go under 15 hours 45 and you know like you like you just said dave you get to experience his race while you're there because he's he's literally passing you all the time and he was the whole time just running mm. past as if he was i mean it felt like sometimes he was doing like you know maybe seven and a half minute miling just and he just yeah. kept going just didn't every, stop every time he went past me i went <laughs> <laughs> so there was some um, oh did you and, um yeah and like a few a few times when he passed me i'd say stuff like i'm not fucking having that and i would start sprinting to keep up with him, and then <laughs> run past him. Then did he have a sense of like, humor Way! yeah yeah it was good he seemed okay. like a nice guy but he looked spent at the end didn't he yeah absolutely yeah. spent he wasn't standing up straight he could hardly walk and uh right. i think he had quite a bad time for few hours i think where he wasn't eating and slowed yeah, down I think so. considerably, yeah because i thought at some point i didn't i didn't actually see him passing me for well gosh it must, it must have been four or five hours i don't know but he was probably going about the same the same speed and i thought oh crikey is he um is he is he is he done is he um is he not going to go for it but then yeah he picked it up towards the end i think when he when he felt more comfortable that he was gonna he was gonna actually get in in the time but um the other thing that was really great dave about experiencing people's races is that when mark you know when that bell went so i explained earlier that karen comes out and says you know you've got 10 laps to go when each runner had one lap to go they would come up with a bell and ring the bell really really loud so everyone on the track knew that somebody was on their last lap which was i thought was just brilliant like because like i don't know what you were doing dave when that happened but but when when marks went off so when we heard the bell for the first time and mark had one lap to go i think i was close to the to the timing mat where he was going to finish over so we, i just stopped and just um waited for him to come through and cheered him through 
and that was special man just being you know being able to do that for everyone's finish while you're still in your race was just great loved it yeah yeah and actually that was sort of like the precedent that was set really that kind of support for everyone's finish because you know when I finished people would come up to you and they would stop in their race and shake hands say well done you might have a hug and then they would crack on you know which which was just really lovely yeah just to yeah because you had shared all these models you've been talking to people for the last 17 18 hours and um and and people were genuinely like pleased for each other and that's why the sport is awesome because people are kind of really really supportive and i there's not a lot of places in life where you can go and people are genuinely pleased for you you know accomplishing something there's a lot of bitterness in this world and there's a lot of kind of um schadenfreude you know where people enjoy others failure i I enjoy yeah people failing is funny sometimes Um, (laughs) it's you know there there is this sense of being away from that kind of like negativity when you're doing something like that because people support each other you know karen goes out every weekend almost you know doing timing for people crewing for people doing the aid stations for people you know it's so supportive and it's just it's lovely so you know hooray for yeah, ultra running really absolutely hooray for ultra running hooray for track racing and hooray for the track hundreds and track 24s and i i really hope like because dave i've had a lot of questions um since finishing like over the last two weeks people i've run with when i went to park run last week people were asking you know oh, crikey you know what's that like that must be hell and you know what it, honestly like I swear in my children's life, it was the complete opposite experience. It was just, you, you hit the nail on the head earlier, Dave, when you said you, you're there, you're with your tribe, you've got your food, you've got your comfort zone, and you're just there to run and just in, enjoy it and, and support each other and see each other finish and, yeah. and you know, achieve achieve fantastic stuff. So um, yeah, it was I mean, completely the opposite. You, you're, t- you're totally right. I mean, it, it is clinical, but it's, you know, you're surrounded by family and, and, you're, and you're with friends. So that takes that a certain amount of that clinical edge off of it um yeah. and it, it makes it a warm experience and it is the polar opposite of what i thought it would be when i went on the mount Batten track um yeah, you know, as always when you run this distance it sucks it hurts you want to stop but everyone else makes it nice so it, mark probably won't want to hear that it was a lovely experience because he likes <laughs> you won't usp of like making it shit and we were wondering in the build-up weren't we like how is mark going to put his stamp on this because we thought that there would either be tigers you know ants plague of lotuses you know broken like glass and you weren't place. allowed to use shoes yep <laughs> yeah all of that and and it was it was just great wasn't it so i, I would love to Brilliant. do it again or, or a 24-hour race maybe that was going to be my next question dave what would you would you go back and the answer is yes yeah i would yeah and what I also enjoyed about it was the training because I got the vapor flies out that I haven't worn for over a year. <laughs> yeah. So I got injured um, when I was training for a marathon. And it just made the whole training really fun as well, like doing some tempo stuff and, and carbon plated shoes. They're just awesome. Like, yeah. Yep. I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally sold on them. I, I was a bit of a skeptic but they just they just make running fun and so i've I heard that before training, i've heard people like, ex- all of the build-up yeah i've heard people explain that before yeah, like sorry. like the, the, the carbon plated shoes how they kind of i think one runner when i was when i was on the 
uh, Grand Union Canal this year, I was chatting to a guy who had done his sub three hour in a pair of the some carbon shoes. I can't remember which model they were, but he um, he just said it made him feel young again, like just like really springy underfoot and just like really fun to run in. And I guess it's, it, that's that's kind of like how I feel always like running and running in the hokers as everyone teases me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's like just makes make, makes yeah. running fun, dude. Like, that's what you say. So so you went for the Rocket X. I was in Vaporfly. Um, yeah. How were your feet afterwards? Were they okay? They were fine. Honestly, they were good. I changed my shoes at 75 miles. So I ran 75 miles in the Rocket in the um, Hoka Rocket X, and then switched over to the Mac Five. Just I, I just like a, to feel the fresh pair of um, shoes on my feet. I didn't have any any other reason to to change them really. In fact, I was considering just carrying Same. on. And I just like that feeling of just like putting putting some fresh shoes on. But I tell you what, dude changing a pair of fucking shoes when you're when you're 80 miles into a race it's not an easy task man it's like it's it's like someone's just just given you like yeah someone's just given you like a the most complex puzzle in the world to try and solve like an mi5 entrance exam puzzle or something you just (laughs) i just sat there staring at the shoes for a while just like like okay put them on you get you're starting to get cold now i think that's that's when i spoke to you a little bit and i was saying like yeah i'm starting to shiver because i need to get some shoes on mm. and i just i was just really struggling to get the shoes off and on it was just come on daniel <laughs> sort yourself my out friend, just... my, my friend lee used to call that rss which is Go on, what does it stand? syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so true it's just you can't help it even um i, I think I, as well i remember on i think tim's path they had one of the aid stations when when Jason and I ran a couple of years ago. They had like you know had some coffee kind of stuff set up, and they were like, yeah, yeah, help yourself, help yourself to coffee. I couldn't make a bloody cup of coffee. It's just I don't know what it is. It's just you're you you do not want to lift your arms. You're, you're feeling a bit saggy, and everything's just an effort just to think about. So yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, yeah, it makes your brain go <laughs> make brain go fried. That was a bit like at work today. Actually, I was um, I had we've had a bit of a Let's just say a torrid couple of weeks with Hesse and, and sleep. Yeah. And you, you know how it is, Dan, with a child, is that you think that you're the most tired you can possibly be. And then that's just the tip of the iceberg of tiredness. Yeah. And every day yep. you just there's, you just find a little bit more tiredness in your life and a little bit more tiredness. And then after two, three, four weeks of maybe only getting three or four hours sleep a night, you get to this point where you... I don't think you're tired anymore you're like tiredness is normal <laughs> and you feel normal because you're totally fucking knackered yeah, yeah. Then, you do you, you become accustomed to it yeah last night i went for a couple of drinks in um in denmead after work hence why i couldn't get um get to podcasting time and and yeah. today like the tiredness and having a couple of drinks um with my colleague um, after a crap few days at work as well, you know. Um, yeah. I was just like, I've, I've forgotten my name, and I phoned one of the wards earlier, and they're like, "Hi," and I was like, "Hi, um, hi, it's." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a worry, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just praying that um, Hesse is going to sleep well. So yeah, maybe oh, maybe there's still an element of track 100 kind of come down from it yeah dude listen I, I i really do feel i mean i i think i think a lot of a lot of us a lot of the listeners as well will know what it's like having a child especially when when like you say child's not sleeping hissy's not sleeping and she's playing up is it really does make everything else so much harder and like you say when you think you're the most tired you could ever be and there's no possible way 
you could ever go further down. It just it just does. But yeah. <laughs> always remember, Dave, it gets easier. Like it's just a few, it's just a few years of 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 it. And yeah, sorry to say that. Hope I I should just say to you like it's just just a few more weeks, Dave. Just a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does it it does get easier, and it's like you know I think I certainly now like appreciate my sleep so much more because obviously like once once you've had something taken away from you as well, like the sleep will get better. Yeah. Um, and then you'll just want to go and drink drink for go for drinks again, and you won't want to sleep anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've, <laughs> I've, I've recently, you know, recently kind of. Um, started a new job so there's been a massive commute mm. and uh you know, like the previously working from home you could go and do an ultra and then you would be sat working from home so the tiredness of that 100 mile race could be quite you know you can you can cope with it and it's and it's all right because you, you're not having to go and drive you're not having to get up early to go for yeah. commute you're not having to yeah. live your life drop kids off you know you can go from your bed to your desk in about 25 seconds. But yeah, this such... time I, you know, we had not slept on Saturday night. We got back on Sunday morning. And then you know you've got to be a parent. And then on Monday I I did work from home but couldn't concentrate. And then for the up until Thursday I felt really kind of like knackered from this race. You know, like I'm still, I'm still, I'm still feeling it, dude. I'm still, I'm still not right. I'm still pretty tired. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks, two weeks, my legs felt dreadful. Uh, only, only this week am I back to any kind of proper running, really. And by proper, I mean doing an hour waddle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dave, Dave, listen, um, we've got the Portsmouth Marathon to go. We yes. Do. Do. Who else is doing the Portsmouth Marathon? Who else is doing it? <laughs> It's going to be good, man. Yeah. There's, how many? He, he normally gets a thousand, doesn't he? Uh, it's it's normally about that, yeah, because there there is a half marathon option as well, I think, for this one. So, yeah, I think there's going to be going to be quite a few. So, looking forward to it, man. It's it's going to be good. I think there's also um, so I was approached by again another guest we've had on the show, another couple of guests, uh, Pete Miller and um and Ross Partridge. And they are going to be running a fun bus, kind of like a like a Christmas party bus, which I think is going to be oh, going at wow. about. We got we got to do it, dude. Three thirty pace is the goal. Oh right. What do okay. you think? Yeah. What do you think? I'll give it a go. I, I have give it a go. signed up to yeah fifty in a couple of weeks. So um... you madman, you absolute madman. <laughs> when I heard about that, I was like, oh my god, you just had to you had to squeeze in another fifty miler, didn't you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Pompey Marathon no... is is the um, race of the year for me. Really, I, like it's it's not the most inspiring course, but I love doing it at Christmas time. We've got mm. mulled wine and Jim Beam and stuff like that at the aid stations. It's just great. It's you know the atmosphere is awesome. Love it. It's going to be good. I can't... That's it. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. It's it's coming soon. A bit more training for me, but a few 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 longer runs, and then. Uh... That'll be that'll be the year done, and and which is weird, yeah. really, because with running it like never really ends, does it? I mean, you get to the end of the year, and mm. the calendar flicks over, but it's actually training just never stops; it just carries on forever. Oh, yeah. Also, an, there's an, a psychological kind of um, like renewal, I think. Yeah. Also, yeah. Renews your body in the new year, and you think, right, let's concentrate on this year because 
there's very much an endings and beginnings element to it, isn't there? You know, there's sure. a sense of kind of change going into the new year. Yeah, and it, and it yeah. does reinvigorate your focus and your, you know, your, your, it makes you kind of like appreciate what you're training for again, I think. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, on to the training then. Uh, Going to hopefully maybe see you this weekend if we manage to get up for a run. I've, I went back to the South Downs on Sunday for a run and it was, yeah, the hills, the hills weren't weren't kind to me. Um, but yeah, hopefully maybe catch up with you for a, for a run on the Downs. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be out on the Downs on Sunday, I think, but I'll be probably park running on Saturday if we can get Little okay. Hattie up. Oh, and nice yeah. one. Oh, I might see you. Uh, I might see you then at South Sea and do South Downs on Sunday. Cool. Sounds good. Um, I hope to bring a few people up to the South Downs. I've had some friends who 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 some running friends here who want to come up and see see some of the trails. So maybe I can Excellent. I can drag a few people down on Sunday. But anyway, Dave, listen, look after yourself. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thanks again, by the way. Just like to experience and the the track race with you was was brilliant. Um, you were really good fun. We watched UFC the night before. We had some pizza. Went to, went to Waitrose, um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks for the experience, and thanks for keeping me awake on the on our three and a half hour drive home after the track, <laughs> which 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 wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, more than welcome. Thank you too. It was epic. Well enjoyed it. Loved it, Dave. Loved it. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you um, soon for a pre Pompey Marathon uh, show. Take care, all. See you soon, Dave. All the best. Bye. Bye.